Section two of Hypatia by John Toland. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Rita Boutros. Chapter seven. The thing which our design obliges us not to pass over slightly is the grateful testimony he everywhere bears to the learning and virtue of Hypatia whom he never mentions without the profoundest respect and sometimes in terms of affection coming little short of adoration in a letter to his brother euoptius salute says he the most honoured and the most beloved of god the philosopher and that happy sodality or fellowship which enjoys the blessing of her divine voice in another to his said brother he mentions one egyptus who sucked in the seeds of wisdom from hypatia and thus he expresses himself writing to olympias i suppose these letters will be delivered by peter which he will receive from that sacred hand i send them from pentapolis to our common instructress and she will entrust them with whom she thinks fit which i am sure will be to one that is well known to her in a letter addressed to herself he desires her to direct a hydroscope to be made and bought for him which he there describes petavius thinks it was a sort of level and others an hour measure that famous silver astrolabe which he presented to peonius a man equally excelling in philosophy and arms he owns to have been perfected by the directions of hypatia in a long epistle he acquaints her with the reasons of his writing two books which he thereby sends her the one was his mystical treatise of dreams and the other his dion this last is a most ingenious apology for learning against two sorts of men who by very opposite lines tended to the same centre of ignorance the one that under pretence of being reserved towards unworthy hearers concealed their want of real knowledge did accuse him of being too communicative and of prostituting philosophy the others would have him to be eternally prating like themselves not that they studied more than others nor yet so much to be furnished with matter of discourse but that talking by rote out of certain systems the truth of which they took for granted and which no body must contradict they could tire the patience of their hearers without making these or themselves a whit the wiser both sorts charged him with studying elegance and oratory in his compositions for the divines of that time were substituting a pace to philosophy and other learning legends and enthusiasm fables and fancies which they sanctified by the name of divine contemplation metaphysical distinctions about the trinity and extravagant notions about the essence of god whose majesty they blasphemed by their profane definitions was all the study then in vogue to the irreparable damage of polite and useful letters chapter eight of his dion therefore he begs hypatia's judgment resolving not to publish it without her approbation 
he informs her moreover that she is the first among the greeks or rather the heathens to whom he communicates his treaties of dreams and that he might complete he says the sacred number three he adds to these two his account of the astrolabe presented to peonius it will not be a digression altogether foreign to the subject, as we shall see hereafter, if we insert here part of the fine description which he has given of the second sort of those that censured him, who, being full of ignorance, says he, yet armed with confidence, are readier than all other men to discourse concerning God and if you happen to light upon them you will straight hear some of their unreasonable reasonings which they will needs obtrude on such as are desirous of no such matter because i suppose it is for their interest so to do for on the score of such things they are made preachers in towns which is the same thing as to enjoy amalthea's horn or plenty of all things which these think themselves obliged to use i fancy by this time you perceive what this forward generation of men may be that blame my generous purpose they invite me to come into their discipline, promising that in a short time I shall appear most confident in things relating to God, and ever after be capable to dispute incessantly both night and day. I believe this race of men is not yet extinct, but another time they may hear of a certain speech addressed to them by the same truth-telling Synesius. CHAPTER nine on his promotion or as he accounted it himself his banishment to the bishopric of ptolemais he was forced to quit the fellowship of his condisciples and the presence of his dear hypatia as an augmentation of his affliction he soon lost his wife with his children in a little time after whom he very tenderly loved and whose death he did not bear with the same fortitude that is reported of some other philosophers on this occasion and a fancied neglect of his friends he wrote the following letter to hypatia the philosopher that i may use the very words of the inscription I salute you, happy lady, and by your means the most happy companions. I have of a long time had an intention to chide, by reason I have received no letters from any of you. But now I perceive that I am neglected by all, not that I have in anything failed of my duty, but that I am in many respects unfortunate, and indeed as unfortunate as any one can be nevertheless could i be thought worthy of receiving your letters and of being informed how you lead your lives being confident however it is after the best manner that may be and that you fail not to exercise a sprightly genius i should only think myself unhappy by halves while i enjoyed any happiness on your account but now I must reckon this also as one of the misfortunes wherein I am involved, for I am not only deprived of my children, but likewise of my friends, and of everybody's kindness, 
nay what is more than all of your most divine soul which only thing i flattered myself would continue steadfast to me in spite of the injuries of fortune and the storms of fate one would think that he could not better express in so few lines the good opinion he had of his teacher yet he still more pathetical in other letters which because serving to give us the fuller view of hypatia's character i shall produce as essential to my subject chapter ten continuing therefore to grieve for the death of his children he fell into an ill state of health which he signifies to his mistress whom in all his letters he styles the philosopher and to the beloved companions of his studies in these words being confined to my bed i have dictated this letter which may you receive in good health my mother my sister and my instructress in all which respects you have been my benefactress or if there be any other either name or thing that is more honourable the weakness of my body proceeds from the anguish of my soul the remembrance of my deceased children consumes me by little and little Cynesius ought only to have lived so long as the evils of life were unknown to him afterwards it has happened to him as to a stream that is stopped it rushes over its dam on a sudden and forces all the pleasure of life before it let me cease to live or to remember the burial of my children may you enjoy health yourself and salute in my name the happy companions beginning with father theotechnus and brother athanasius and so proceeding to the rest or if any other be since associated to them who is agreeable to you and to whom for this very reason of pleasing you i ought to stand obliged salute him also from me as one of my dearest friends if what relates to me be of any concern to you tis well done though even then i shall be insensible to this favour what can be more affectionate what can be more tender what can be more benevolent or candid the soul speaks here in every line a while after the calamities of war being added to all his other sorrows he writes her this letter beginning with a couple of lines out of homer changing only a word or two though among the dead profound oblivion reigns e'en there my dear hypatia i'll remember i who am surrounded with the miseries of my country and who am thoroughly weary of it since i daily see hostile arms and men slaughtered like beasts that i breathe air infected with the corruption of dead bodies and that i hourly expect the light fate myself for who can hope well where the very face of the sky is most lamentable being darkened by the shadow of carnivorous birds yet notwithstanding all this i retain an affection for the country nay how can i do otherwise being a libyan by nation and born in this place where i behold no ignoble sepulchres of my ancestors for your sake alone i fancy i can set light by my country and as soon as leisure offers will banish myself out of it 
in clitophorus i showed the like resolutions out of some of his letters to others but whether he ever executed them or how long he lived or where or in what manner he died is not recorded by any author that i remember chapter eleven all this some will say we readily grant that hypatia was a lady of most eminent learning and that senecius with probably not a few of her other disciples esteemed her to be a miracle of virtue and prudence but what did the rest of the world think of her conduct what marks of approbation or favour did she receive from the public to this inquiry which is very natural in this place we answer that never woman was more caressed by the public and yet that never woman had a more unspotted character she was held an oracle for her wisdom which made her be consulted by the magistrates in all important cases and this frequently drew her among the greatest concourse of men without the least censure of her manners the proof of so rare a felicity we choose to give in the words of the historian socrates by reason of the confidence and authority says he which she had acquired by her learning she sometimes came to the judges with singular modesty nor was she anything abashed to appear thus among a crowd of men for all persons on the score of her extraordinary discretion did at the same time both reverence and admire her the same things are confirmed by Nicephorus Callistus, Suidas, Hesius Illustris, and, indeed, by whom not. So far was she from that blamable timidity which is contracted from a wrong education, or from that conscious backwardness which is inspired by guilt, that the governors and magistrates of Alexandria regularly visited her, that all the city as damascius and suidas relate paid court to her is a distinction with which no woman was ever honoured before and to say all in a word when nicephorus gregorus above quoted intended to pass the highest compliment on the princess eudocia he thought he could not better hit than by calling her another hypatia chapter twelve it was during this prosperous gale of public favour that hypatia's devoted friend senecius sent her this recommendatory letter on the behalf of two young gentlemen that had a claim depending at alexandria although fortune cannot take everything from me yet she has a mind to strip me of all she can she that of many sons and good has me bereft but to be ambitious of doing the best things, and to assist the unjustly oppressed, is what she shall never take from me, for far be it from me that she should ever be able to conquer my mind. Therefore I hate injustice, since this I may do still, and am also desirous to repress it, but this is one of the things taken out of my power, and which I lost before my children." once the milesians valiant were time also was when i could be useful to my friends and when you were wont to call me others good 
as turning to the profit of other men my interest with persons in great authority whom i made to serve me as so many hands now i am left destitute of all unless you have any power for you together with virtue i reckon a good of which none will be able to rob me but you have and will always have power by reason of the excellent use you make of your credit wherefore let nicias and philolaus virtuous youths and relations return masters of their own through the care of all who honour you whether private men or magistrates thus as a necessary part of her history i have inserted at length all the letters written to hypatia by synesius except the fifteenth whereof i have given the substance and the thirty-third in the collection of his letters which is too short to contain any instruction as likewise the one hundred and fifty-fourth which being too long i have abridged above End of section 2